Lucy. Women. Plucking. Huh? On ukuleles. Oh. In a musical comedy adventure for ears only. Two lives. True lives. Where music and comedy intertwine. Who says women can't have it all? This is Sparrow Folk. Adventures in Suburbia. In our last chapter, Fox accidentally agreed to let Ruth take the big bedroom. But that's my room. But I'm the one paying rent. You understand. Lark accidentally agreed to inject Fox three times a day with hormones. The times are super specific, so you can't be late, but it only takes a few seconds each time, so that'll be okay, won't it? And Neville accidentally agreed to gigs where the birds didn't get paid at all. Or even worse... It's not in cash, it's an annual subscription to their magazine and moon cups to the value of $200. Oh, Neville. It's monthly. Can Lark survive the stress? Will Fox ever be able to afford to have a baby? Let's find out in Sparrow Folk Adventures in Suburbia. In their driveway, Magnus and the kids were sitting in the idling car, ready for the school run. Lark, Janie on her hip, leaned through the driver window. Hi, Magnus. What are you and Janie up to today, love lamb? I hope you're taking it easy. Oh, yes. I just have to pop over to Fox to help her with her injections. And then <coughs> I said I'd look at some websites for Neville. <coughs> and librarian Luke at school asked if I'd do some book reviews while I was on mat leave. <coughs> and who are you calling? Magnus? Hello, Warren. It's me. I'm going to be in a bit late. Bye-bye. Lark, I'm dropping the kids and I'm coming straight home. What? Why? Because you're terrible at saying no. I'm going to run a boundary-setting boot camp. That's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous, nor is it negotiable. Sometimes, to learn to say no, you must first say yes. 45 minutes later, Lark sat meekly at the table while Magnus stood sternly in front of her. Now, before we begin, is there anything you'd like me to get you? No, no, I'll be okay. Lark, when you're working at home, you always have something delicious nearby. Oh, yeah, a peppermint tea and a scotch finger. I'll get it. Sit Sit down. down. Let's try that again. Lark, is there anything you'd like? Um, A peppermint tea and a scotch finger biscuit, please. Good work, grasshopper. You're learning. I kind of like this assertive Magnus. Forty minutes, some tough Magnus love and two scotch finger biscuits later, Lark was on a roll. So, Lark... Would you like to volunteer for the school on the Bunning Sausage Sizzle this Saturday? No. I want to take a calm walk to improve my physical and mental health. And when Fox asks you to meet her at a time that's inconvenient to you? I'll say, I'd rather not and delay it if appropriate. And when the children tell you you've cut their sausages the wrong way, do you cook a new batch or do you... Tell them to eat the ones I cooked! Exactly! Now... What are you doing now? Nothing! Exactly. Lark couldn't do little. 
literally nothing for long. So she met Fox for that calm walk to improve her physical and mental health at a time convenient to her. And so I'm going to be much better at looking at what I need for me. For example, I need to sit down. Fox and Lark sat on a bench and soaked up the sun. Fox took her ukulele out of its case and idly strummed as they chatted. Oh, go you, babe. You need to look after yourself first. Thank you. And by doing less, you'll have more time to help me with my hormone injections. I have a three-hour window for the first one. Oh. Lark tried to think of a way of telling Fox she needed to slow down. But, but I totally get it, right? You have so much going on. Like, you already had a job, two children, and giving birth live on stage must have been pretty full-on. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that because... I can't believe you did that. It was so inspiring. I'm glad it worked out for someone because it was pretty traumatic for me. Of course it was. At first, Lark was relieved Fox was really listening. But the good thing about trauma is it can lead to growth, right? Because now I'm going to have a baby, so silver linings. Lark realised she needed to soften Fox up another way. She grabbed her own ukulele. But growth mostly comes from self-reflection, right? Thinking about all the silly little things we, you, do that are annoying. Sure. And once you own them, you can fix them, right? Like, sometimes I pretend to listen when you were talking to me. I just nod and smile. (laughs) I love it. Sometimes I take 14 items with me through the checkout. But the sign says 12 or less. (laughs) Sometimes I call in sick to work. When I am feeling fine, I just want a me day. Good one. Sometimes I check myself in windows. Sometimes I don't recycle. Sometimes I double dip. A man walking his dog had thrown some coins into the open ukulele case on the ground in front of them. Uh, sir, you you dropped your... But the man and his wire terrier dash and cross kept walking. Hang on, does he think we're busking? Four bucks? Lark saw the bluebird of self-reflection flutter away. (sighs) That's like almost a whole coffee. And the magpie of opportunity swoop in. Um... Yeah, that was easy. Out in the sun, no stress. Yeah. Maybe this is the universe telling us that instead of trying for stressful gigs, we should just... Become professional buskers. You're a genius. Am I, though? You are. So much cooler than just playing at home. Is it, though? And we'll probably earn heaps of money. Will we, though? Which is perfect, because these eggs won't pay to be fertilised themselves. Of course. You're right. Yay. Busking. 
Fox went home to gaze longingly into the eyes of her sperm donor. Profile picture. Lark and Janie returned home to regroup and plot other ways to implement the new Say No Lark. Okay, Janie, let's tackle Mummy's inbox. Here we go. Janie, do I want to help out at the school concert even though I'm on maternity leave? Correct. Delete. And while I'm at it, unsubscribe to you, Chemistaras. And you, Powerflex Fitness. And as for you, Appliance Zone customer service, I care not to provide feedback. Nope. No. No, no, no. Ugh. Janie, it's that awful hashtag Ava from next door. She's probably spruiking organic thrush treatments. Oh, oh God, how did she know we were at Fempfest? Hi, Neville. Oh, are you okay? Yeah, it's just the awful neighbour I have. She's a mummy influencer. Uh, what? You know, someone who gets likes by making all other mothers feel like inferior incompetence by... Preparing school lunches arranged like winking pandas. Um, okay, so I was calling. Ugh, she's posted about us to her 10,000 probiotic eating zombie followers. But don't you follow her? <gasps> Neville, listen to this. So good to see my favourite neighbour perform at Femfest. So brave to share her story of spontaneous birthing on stage. I was able to plan for a safe hospital birth, hashtag blessed, but we're not all so lucky. And educated? Oh! That's not so bad, is it? She called you brave. Yes, but she probably only went so she could post she went to Femfest. Oh, what do you want, Neville? Okay, I have some gigs. There's a big folk festival. Magnus's voice rang in her ears. And when Neville says, do you want to do another gig, what do you say? No. That's great. Wait, what? And when Neville says, that's great, wait, what? What do you say? No! <sighs> Later, at Fox's house, Fox lay on her bed, trying to relax. Lark prodded Fox's exposed <sighs> buttock as if it were a plump chicken breast. Jeez, you're tense, babe. <gasps> Lark unsealed the hormone auto-injector. What the heck? The auto-injector looked like the love child of an electric toothbrush and, well, a vibrator. They're supposed to be painless. Great! Easy then. Or let's try counting down slowly from five. Okay. Five. Four. Wait, are you going on one or...? I'm not going at this rate. This is tricky. So do it yourself. I tried. That's even worse. Okay, okay. Let's count down together. Five, four, three, three two... Oh, stop! I need longer. No prob. You count. Okay. Five hundred. Four hundred and ninety-nine. Okay, this isn't going to work. Why don't we take a break? Have a cuppa. Okay. Downstairs in the kitchen, Lark put the kettle on. Babe, would you mind getting the orange jasmine tea? Fox opened the pantry and started searching. It's, it's right at the back, down at the bottom, I think. Fox got down on her hands and knees, arms stretched to rummage around when... Oh, Mark! Fox quickly stood, rubbing her backside. She turned to her bestie and saw the hormone injector in Lark's hand. Oh, bravo, Lark! Lark curtsied. 
Almost two weeks later, Lark had kept both her promise to Magnus to say no more often and to Fox to continually stab her with hormones. Yoo-hoo, Lark, is that you? Lark, with Janie and the baby carrier, blearily trudged in from the next room. Hi, Magnus. Oh, dear. You look exhausted. It's the last day of Fox's shots. Since that first injection in the kitchen, Lark had surpassed herself. She'd gathered the team to find creative ways to surprise the reluctant Fox into fertility. Fox was surprised by Lark as she leaned into the car boot to retrieve her shopping. Ah, gotcha! Oh, Lark, it's for your own good, babe. She was surprised by Ruth as she stepped out of the shower. than I thought. She was surprised by Magnus as she tickled Janie on her playmat. Gotcha! What the? Oh dear. Magnus? This isn't the injector. This is... Oh dear. Lark, how do you turn your personal friend off? Lark, it keeps going. Finally, she was surprised by Neville as she went to reload the photocopier at work. Oh, Neville. Oh, um, oh, I can't do it. How did you get in here? Oh, it doesn't matter. I just can't do this to you. Never mind. Give it to me. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, got me. It had been exhausting. There's one more this afternoon and then she gets her eggs out tomorrow. I thought you were pulling back on things. Fox is my best friend, and I'm happy to help her. All I'm saying is Fox is supposed to be picking you up in two hours to go busking, and you don't look... I just need a snooze. The busking is important to Fox, so I'm saying no to saying no to Fox, okay? Of course. You are an amazing friend. Once in her bedroom, Lark didn't even pull back the quilt. She just fell forward onto the bed, bathed in a sunbeam, and was snoring within seconds. Two hours later, Fox arrived to collect her friend. Hi, Magnus! Um, Fox? Fox took Magnus's face in her hands, looked at him tenderly, Um. then hugged him tight. You are such a good man. Thank you. Are you okay, Fox? Fox's lip quivered. I'm just so excited to go busking. It might also be the hormones. Lark is actually still asleep. Don't worry, I'll wake her. Half an hour later, the birds were in the city. Lark stood back aching on the painted pavers of Garima Place. Janie in her pram with the ukuleles tucked in around her. Fox puffed up behind her, lugging their mics and amp. They looked for a spot to set up. Do you think we could do this sitting? My pelvis is still really... I'm sorry, babe, but my bum is so black and blue from the shots I can barely stand. Maybe one of us stands, one sits? Yeah, maybe. Near the big pillow sculpture? Near the big pillow sculpture? Oh, you go. We just need to pick a place. (sighs) There. The birds schlepped over to the large tree at one end of City Walk and started to set up. Sorry, Foxy. I'm a bit tired. Me too. But I'll get there. I I didn't think the hormones would get me like this, but 
I'm a pile of emotional jelly. Mm, no, no. It'll all be worth it. When we make heaps of money for your eggs. You're the best, Lark. Lark arranged Janie's pram so she had a good view of the birds at their mics. Fox switched on the amp. Hello, Canberra. Who'd like to hear a story of adversity and struggle? Astoundingly, none of the office workers running errands on their lunch break even broke stride. I'm lighter. Nobody? How about a song with animals in it? One mother with a toddler and pram stopped. Unfortunately, that mother was hashtag Ava. Mark! Mark, this is great. Look, Kinsey, we can watch some funny songs before your toddler yoga. Lark forced a grin and nodded at Ava. Actually, Ava, it's glam feminist folk. (laughs) You're a classic, Lark! Lark gritted her teeth. This is a hero's story about a short-legged girl Trying to do her best in a tall-shelved world School days were hard. Imagine the monkey bars and basketball. <laughs> ah. On school photo day, she was made a laughing stock. Forced to sit up the front and hold the class sign. She longed for the day when she could stand in the back in the tall people section. Lark looked with concern around the growing crowd, most of whom seemed to be grinning. This world's not made for short people. This world's not made for short people. God didn't make the world for short people. He made elephants and giraffes just to chuck it in our face. Maasai warriors and NBA players. Little-legged people could feel out of place. To a woman, but she didn't grow tall. Forced to sit on a cushion at driving school at Movie World, she wasn't allowed to ride anything. Uh, excuse me, this is actually a song about discrimination and hardship. I, I, I'm just saying it's pretty hurtful to laugh at it. Fox, Fox, it's okay. Guys, it's a true story and everything. Maybe have a good hard look at yourselves. Focus on the music, okay? But the crowd kept grinning, enthralled. I'm gonna need to have a sit down soon. Ready? Sure, I guess. So, then one day, along came a tall stranger. He looked at her and made her heart leap. He leant far, 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 down. And pointed at her undone fly. Okay, that one's on us. This world's not made for short people. (laughs) This world's not made for short people. God didn't make the world for short people. He made elephants and giraffes just to chuck it in our face. Maasai warriors and NBA players. Little-legged people could feel out of place. Can you please? It's serious. Imagine trying to change a light bulb. You really should be laughing. It's inappropriate. Imagine trying to score your first kiss when you just need a step so you can reach the limit. God didn't make the world for short 
Maasai warriors and NBO players Little-legged people could feel out of place I have to sit I have to sit down now <laughs> Want to sit on my lap? <laughs> and now I have to do that too Sorry folks, animals and children, hey? <laughs> Donations in the UK, thanks Lark walked uncomfortably over to the pram and scooped out Janie she sat on a bench behind the microphones and unhooked her nursing top. Fox turned away from the throng and towards Lark. Actually, I should do my last shot. Huh. Whiskey or crack. Fox unzipped her cool bag and took out her hormone injector. Uh, you're doing that here? You're doing that here? It's just a boob. It's just a bum. Or upper hip, if you will. Fox pulled the waist of her pants down over her hip and reached for an alcohol wipe. Need a hand with that? <laughs> Fox and Lark realised the crowd was still watching them intently. Lark flipped her nursing top back over her boob and stepped towards the crowd. <laughs> OK, folks, um, this isn't performance art. We're on a break. The crowd smiled and watched expectantly. Fox defiantly waved her injector in the air. <laughs> what is happening? What? Never seen someone give themselves a hormone shot before? Come on, show's over. Lark turned back towards the bench. <laughs> Looks like it's just starting. <laughs> Lark stopped. Her back hurt, her pelvis ached. She had had enough. Lark thrust Janie at Fox and spun to face the heckler. Oh, look, sunshine. Alas, that's when her loosely flipped up nursing top loosely flipped back down, freeing her bosom in all its engorged, swollen, nippled, veiny, bulgy glory. I've seen three worse tits than that this morning. Buoyed by what she thought was a positive reaction from the crowd, Lark laid into the heckler like the supportive mother slash teacher she was. Look, I get you're a young bloke. You probably haven't had much in the way of pregnancy and babies in your life. Or at least I hope you haven't. Fox, baby on her hip, pants halfway down her backside, brandished the injector at the crowd as her frustration grew. Yeah, maybe you could try having a think about what it's like, you know, to, 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 to be a woman these days. Um, with all the pressures they have around womanhood... As Fox and, and Lark I tried mean, to friendly shame the heckler into better behaviour, like, two key things took place. The crowd, perplexed and entertained in equal measure, grew bigger. While a uni student, doing their annoying bit for the environment, rode an electric scooter too fast towards the crowd. John and sucker. Do you realise your boobs out? Oh my god! Lark quickly turned to recapture her errant bosom, but stepped into the path of the scooter. Hey, watch out! The handlebar of the scooter snagged the strap of Lark's nursing top. And it gave way, ripping clean off Lark. Suddenly naked from the waist up, Lark desperately tried to cover her chest with her arms. Fox saw the jacket around the heckler's waist. Give me your jacket! Give me your jacket now! Two police officers pushed their way through the crowd. What's going on here? That woman pointed a needle at me! Fox panicked and turned to face the officers. Her pants fell down around her ankles as she wildly waved the injector. He's going to give me that jacket! On the ground, now! Who's going to give me that jacket? Fox and Lark sat silently at the scuffed table in interview room two of the Civic Police Station. Janie was strapped to Lark's chest. OK, ladies, Mr Dentata said he'll be here in ten. Thanks, Sergeant Spatowski. Um, will we be charged with anything? Still to be determined. Oh. 
Maybe we should have called Magnus instead. Obviously, I'll have to tell him. She slumped forward, resting her head on the table. Mark? Babe? Are you okay? Maybe a night in jail would be good. I'd get a forced rest from the world. Do I get to come too? Sure. It would be just like the old days. Except with worse furniture and less wine. And instead of your kids, there'd be violent gang members. (laughs) Why do we keep going? Why did I even bother trying to talk to that stupid heckler? Why didn't I notice my boob was out? Maybe I should have done things differently. Like, I could have listened to... Excuse me, ladies. Mr Dentata's here, and he's explained everything. Fox! Lark, are you okay? Neville was startled when both Fox and Lark threw themselves at him for a hug. Oh, oh it's so good to see Thanks you. Thanks for coming, Nev. Of course I would. Um, Jane is kicking me in quite an awkward spot. So, Sorry, Nev. No problem. Now, I've spoken to the wonderful Sergeant Spatowski here. They've agreed to drop all charges. You're free to go. Neville, that's fantastic. It's been a really, really bad day. So this, this means a lot. Especially after I... You what? Said we weren't going to do those gigs. Lark, I won't lie. This has been a confusing relationship. I'm just glad I could help. Actually, there's one more thing you could help with. Anything. Call Magnus and Ruth. Tell them we got into a bit of trouble with the fuzz. We're okay, but we're in the slammer for the night. Uh... And you, Spatowski, draw up some paperwork that says no one can contact us till 10am tomorrow morning. Uh... Now, Spatowski... Wait, you want us to spend the night in jail? That's just what they're going to think, so they'll leave us alone. We're going to spend the night at the Capital Regal Suites, living it up five-star style! Oh, wow! Lark pulled her phone from her pocket. What are you doing? Obviously calling Magnus and telling him the truth. Oh, right. Hold the paperwork, Spatowski. Two hours later, including a quick detour past Coles to get nappies, wipes and a spare wonder suit for Janie, Neville was on his way home and Fox and Lark were checked into the Capital Regal Suites. They'd enjoyed everything room service had to offer and settled Janie into the hotel porticot. Now they were both in the enormous bath, surrounded by expensive bubbles in the water and in the champagne flutes they were drinking from. Oh. I thought it would be weirder being naked in the bath with you. To non-public nudity. Cheers! Lark, I realise I may not have been as sensitive as I could have been. Giving birth at the pub must have been so bloody traumatic. But you seemed okay, so I assumed... Yeah, I'm sorry too. I wanted all the gigs to work because... I don't know. As soon as you have a baby, everyone thinks you're either some kind of superwoman or completely incompetent. I guess I wanted to have something just for us. I love that you always put us first. I didn't realise you were putting everyone else first too. No wonder you're so bloody tired. Yeah. Well... Let's agree that if we have to choose between a bubble bath and the cat and cabbage, it's bubble bath every time. Yeah. Let's do this every year. Yeah, let's. Lark stretched over the side of the bath for her phone. I'll stick it in the calendar now and... Oh, my God. Lark sat straight up, staring at the screen. Lark? It's goddamn hashtag Ava. She filmed us busking and posted it. It's... 
It has almost 500,000 reactions. Fox took the phone from her and read the post. Check out what parenting 3.0 looks like. Hashtag, hey! Lark snatched back the phone and threw it from the bath into the bedroom. I don't want to hear it. She's making ad revenue off our humiliation. It's just one post, baby. It doesn't mean anything. We're laughing stocks. What's Magnus going to think? What am I going to do? Fox looked at the sheer terror and despair in her best friend's eyes and knew it was up to her. She'd missed all the other flags, but this one was waving and on fire right in front of her face, damn it! On fire? What? Fox suddenly stood up. Come on, out now. Fox stepped decisively out of the bath and pulled the plug. As the water gurgled away, a bedraggled lark stood and stepped over the edge too, dripping suds. Screw hashtag Ava! What? Fox grabbed the thick, pillowy towels and tossed them into the bath. Then she stormed into the bedroom. Who cares about trolls online? This isn't about them, Mark. It's about us. Fox came back into the bathroom, two ukuleles in one hand and most of the minibar clutched in the other. Fox threw the ukuleles onto the towels in the tub and started unscrewing the lids from the baby bottles of booze. Sparrowfolk used to be a silly reason for us to hang out by ourselves and have some fun, but it's turned into a ravenous monster. Fox began pouring the vodka, gin and whiskey all over the ukuleles and towels. Fox! Fox threw the last bottle aside and turned, still damp and naked, to the damp and naked Lark. She took her by the hand and stared deep into her eyes. Lark, is this about the music or about you and me? You and me, but... And every time we try to perform live, it never goes well. But... The first time you gave birth... The second time Magnus bought sofas. Then we put penises in front of children. Then there was that goddamn almighty Vegemite Aphrodite disaster. Then I re-traumatised you with an improvised live birth at FemFest. Then we got arrested. When you put it like that. So let's ditch the audience. Ditch the distractions, girlfriend. Make it just you and me, queen. Are you with me? Lark looked from her slightly steaming friend to the boozy ukes in the bath. She thought of everything that had gone wrong in the last few months and then everything that could go right moving forwards. I'm with you! But as she turned back to Fox... Sparrowfolk is dead! Long live Fox and Lark! Woo! I did it, Vinny! Woohoo! Yee-haw! Long live Fox and Lark! Arms around each other, Fox and Lark swayed with joy as they bathed in the self-righteous glow of the flaming ukuleles. A woman's like a teabag... In hot water she gets stronger. Shit! Suddenly the self-righteous glow seemed harder to see through the guilt-ridden smoke. We need damp towels! That's what's on fire! Oh my gosh, I'm naked! Quick, grab the champagne! Later, at the Civic Police Station, Sergeant Spatowski was busy reading arrest reports when he heard his colleague arrive. Sarge, I have two individuals ready for processing. Sergeant Spatowski? Oh, goodness, ladies. I'll call Neville. In our next chapter, the birds discover the power of hashtag Ava's post. People are watching us. You're the ukulele mums from the video. Bloody hashtag Ava. No way. She only shared the video last night. And the power of performing on their own terms. Is that fair?
festival gigs still available? But at the police station, you said all this was over. Oh, you know what we're like. Impulsive, poor communicators, easily distracted. Oh, you've really paid attention. But as things are going right for Fox and her dreams of motherhood... You have seven eggs. Well done. Things go horribly wrong for Lark. Could this be the final curtain? Find out next time on... Sparrowfolk Adventures in Suburbia. Magnus here, just interrupting. I know we asked you to rate and review, but this week we need all the help we can get. The damage bill at the hotel was really quite, quite (sighs) extraordinary. So, rate and review? For the love of all that is good in this world, rate and review! This episode was brought to you by your wardrobe wingbirds at birdsnest.com.au. What? Did you know you can build a wardrobe you love that's full of styles that you feel great wearing? Bird's Nest is an Australian family-owned business based in Cooma, New South Wales. They offer a huge range of clothing from sizes 8 to 24 and make it super easy to shop with advanced filters and thousands of curated outfits. So visit birdsnest.com.au. I do. I do too. It's not a competition. Birdsnest.com.au Sparrowfolk Adventures in Suburbia was created by Kathy Crowley, Juliet Moody, Paul Bissett and Catherine Prosser based on characters created by Kathy and Juliet. All the roles were performed by Kathy and Juliet, who also wrote the music and lyrics. Paul and Catherine produced the podcast and wrote the scripts with additional material by Kathy and Juliet. Catherine directed and Paul did the audio design and engineering. Sparrowfolk Adventures in Suburbia is a Magenius production in association with Sparrowfolk and was produced on Ngunnawal land in Canberra, Australia. This podcast was supported by funding from the ACT government through Arts ACT. Stay in touch with us on Instagram at Fox and Lark or email us at thenest at sparrowfolk.com. Just remember, Sparrowfolk has a hyphen in the middle. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.